the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Oh, the uh, Dems are all upset because uh, Joe Manchin sat with the Republicans the other night at the State of the Union address. Joe Manchin should be a Republican. He represents a state that voted heavily Republican for Donald Trump. And Joe Manchin has a decidedly undemocratic party position on energy and on the Keystone XL pipeline and how we should respond to this crisis in Ukraine by cutting off Vladimir Putin's financial backing for his war machine at the knees. Here is Joe Manchin on Fox Business with Larry Kudlow. But the bottom line is we can produce it. We're down a million barrels a day, Larry, the, our, our production. We've been up to over 12.3. We're down to 11.2 million barrels a day. So we can pick up that. People says, well, it's going to create higher prices in, in, in America. It should not it, it, uh, really reflect at all in pricing higher in America because we have that capacity. If not, you know, I oppose the uh, administration on the XL pipeline. I think we should have built that pipeline. I still think we should be able to build that pipeline and have that product coming from Canada, our best and friendliest neighbor that we have. So we have many options to do this, to not to put a burden on American taxpayers and American consumers. But uh, this is a time for us to show our unity behind Ukraine, and that's shutting down everything we can. I've said this, Larry, if our bar owners God bless them all. The bar owners around America are stopped selling and basically serving yeah. Russian vodka. Can't we at least stop Russian petroleum and <laughs> Russian oil from coming in? I love My that. My goodness. I love Let's it. do it. Look, at, sir, I haven't had a drink in 27 years, but I still love <laughs> the idea that you're saying. I wholeheartedly endorse. You know, Ed, if you, you've mentioned energy independence. Uh, I was waiting for Mr. Biden last night to raise energy independence as part of a coming together and unifying message on stopping Putin in Ukraine or stopping Putin in Lithuania or wherever else he's going to go. But no, the message wasn't there. And I think we've got to get back to energy independence and then these prices will go down instead of up. Let's let's look at the most solid statement that I thought that I was so happy to hear the president say, and I'll start there, uh, is first of all to say that we will fight for every inch of NATO property to defend them to all the might that we have. That is a strong message, and I appreciate that. I'm going to give the president and the administration kudos for basically working with all of our allies to bring it together. When you think about finally we got Germany to pay 2%, we've been raising Cain about them not meeting their quota for NATO, and they have. And we got Switzerland off, so basically they're involved now, and they've never been involved. That's all good. But that basically says that we have to have energy independent. You cannot be the superpower of the world if you have to depend on other nations to produce your energy. No doubt. He's right. 
And and it's just so obviously clear that that is how we respond to this. Uh, here's Mike Summers, American Petroleum Institute. Again, making the same point that Manchin made, making the same point I've made, making the same point that anyone with a functioning brain can make except anybody in the Biden administration. Unfortunately, a lot of the policies that have been put in place by this administration, including a ban just last week of new development on federal lands and in federal waters, is really hindering uh, American energy development during this critical time. So there it is. Now, I'm hard on the president on this. I'm hard on the president on a lot of things. I'm hard on him on social issues, on abortion. And I have often wondered, how would I react what would I say? What would I do if I were in a handshake line and Joe Biden happened by? Now, the other night during the State of the Union, Lauren Boebert, a congressman, a Republican congressman, um, shouted something at Joe Biden during his speech when he was on his uh, toxic smoke in uh, military installation uh, rant where Nancy Pelosi stood up and did a little boogie-woogie boogaloo and rubbed her wrists together. I don't know if she lost her place in this speech. Stand now. And then she stood up. Ooh, that kind of feels good. I think I'll shake my derriere a little bit, get the kink out of my back, and sit back down. So while Biden is talking about the toxic smoke and, of course, using it as another mention to tread on the... uh, emotions of Americans and feel sorry for me because my son Bo got cancer and I don't know if it came from toxic smoke, but I'm going to say it did because maybe then you'll feel sorry for me and won't hold me accountable for my lousy policies. Lauren Boebert shouted out something about you put 13 American service personnel in those coffins that you're talking about. Okay, so this is not something that usually happens during the discourse of the State of the Union. There have been instances where certain things have been said, but it is uncommon. Okay, so this prompted, and it's a good discussion. I'd like you to get in on the discussion if you have an opinion on this. 844-TALK-989. USA Today's Eileen Rivers, who says she spent four years in the Army as a linguist and comes from a family of veterans, and that this made her angry because Lauren Boebert, Republican from Colorado, stepped over a line in not observing the decorum and respect for the office of president. She said, there is something wrong with reducing what should be thoughtful political discourse done at the right time with real information to a shameful and antagonizing heckle. Lauren Boebert lowered discourse She disrespected the office of the presidency. Okay. I do not share agreement with this. And I would say that I don't think presidents or any elected official in the United States of America should be above criticism. And when you are standing up front of America and of Congress and you are lying through your teeth about a bunch of different things, and I would say the same thing. If if AOC wants to stand up, if Cori Bush wants to stand up during a Trump address, that's fine. I would highly caution you, though, if you are going to stand up during a Trump address and heckle him, 
He is the pit bull who will double back on the block and bark at the dog that just barked at him. So you better be ready if you do that, and you better be ready in the future if hopefully you are in a position, AOC, where you can do this to Ron DeSantis, who I hope will be the president of the United States in January of 2025. I am as offended as this columnist is by the fact that he continually brings up his son, Bo, because I do not believe that he is bringing up his son, Bo, out of genuine grief that he feels at the surface every time he mentions him. I'm sure Joe Biden still feels grief over the loss of his son. You would never get over the loss of a child. But it strikes me as extremely inauthentic the way he continually brings him up in what a, what I what lands on me as an inauthentic self-serving way to curry favor with others. Because his son died. I find that really reprehensible. Much more reprehensible than a member of Congress standing up in the people's house saying, yeah, well, you put 13 guys in those coffins because he did. He did. His policies directly led to their deaths. And this columnist from USA Today says, Lauren Boebert does not speak for me and neither do other members of the GOP who reinforced her sentiments on social media. Okay, great. Fine. You don't speak for me. And those Democratic representatives don't speak for me. And that's the people's house. And roughly half of it is filled with Republican representatives. And I want them to speak for me. And I want her to continue to remind him that his policies led to the death of 13 young Americans in Afghanistan. Because he doesn't acknowledge it. He doesn't not only not acknowledge it, he doesn't label it correctly as a failure of his policy. He terms it an extraordinary success, which I find more reprehensible to the 10th degree than anything Lauren Boebert said to him. Imagine if you're the parents of Max Soviak in northern Ohio, and your son is in the grave, And you hear the president of the United States label policies that directly led to the death of Max Soviak as an extraordinary success. And you're whining about a president of the United States not being tough enough to hear a member of Congress heckle him from the audience at the State of the Union. I mean, that just to me is inexpressibly tone-deaf on the part of this columnist. If Boebert and others who support her want to do something real for military veterans, they can start by distancing themselves from everything she did Tuesday. False bravado and empty tweets do nothing for members of the military. Okay, great. You're in the military, and you're now coming to the aid of the military. Where's your column when he's kicking loyal military members out of the military? People who signed up And the U.S. government signed contracts with them to give them jobs and pay them a certain amount of money. And you want to kick them out because they won't take an experimental vaccine? Joe Biden talks all the time about gun manufacturers are the only industry in the United States that can't be sued. That's a lie. They are sued. They were sued. They paid money to the parents of Newtown, Connecticut children. You know who can't be sued? drug companies for a vaccine that was forced upon people in the military. They can't sue. 
they can't be sued. Moderna, Pfizer, they can't be sued. Why does he never mention them? He would be accurate if he mentioned them. So this is, to me, uh, completely misplaced outrage on the part of this columnist who purports to be standing up for the military. Where were you when he's kicking people out of the military for an industry that truly cannot be sued? Well, the NFL has officially ended all of its COVID protocols and is returning to 100% pre-COVID normalcy. How about that? I have a couple close friends who work in NFL front offices, three of them, who will be very happy to hear that. As one of them said to me unequivocally lately, I've gotten my last booster. That's it. No more boosters. I'm like, well, what are you going to do if they fire you if you don't get a booster? No answer. Now he doesn't have to worry about it. The NFL has uh, suspended it. Uh, that's good. Oh, uh, would you like for me to leave you with a little bit of uh, Ibram X. Kendi wisdom today before the show ends? Oh, please. Ibram X. Kendi, uh, the man who has made a lucrative career out of uh, the grift of anti-racism, says the most threatening racist movement is not the alt-right's unlikely drive for a white ethnostate but the regular Americans drive for a race-neutral one. You say, wait, uh, I didn't have my fork ready. I couldn't digest that word salad. Let me uh, translate for you. The most threatening racist movement is not the alt-right's unlikely drive for a white ethnostate. So he's saying David Duke and the Proud, I don't know if the Proud Boys, we'll say the Proud Boys because a lot of people label them. No, that's not fair. I don't know if they are, so I'm not going to label them. David Duke is a white supremacist. The most threatening racist movement is not the alt-right's unlikely drive for a white ethnostate. Okay, so he says that's bad, but they're not the worst. Who's the worst? According to Henry Rogers, who goes by the name Ibram X. Kendi, the regular Americans drive for a race-neutral one is the most threatening racist movement. So if you are a regular American who wants a race-neutral America, if you want an America that is not racist, you are the most racist movement out there, according to Ibram X. Kendi. I guess his definition of neutral is different than mine. Man, is this guy. You talk about a grifter. He and Jennifer Rubin and, I mean, there's a bunch of people out there forget again these are people who are popular on the left so don't you have to ask yourself at some point in time how smart are you if you are on the left if you fall for this falderall people who want a race neutral america are the most threatening racist movement okay what a moron all right, here's uh, Joe Biden, speaking of morons, uh, lying about how he, uh, no, no, doesn't want to defund police. This is uh, one of the hit parade items from the State of the Union that I didn't get to yesterday. We should all agree the answer is not to defund the police. It's to fund the police. Fund them. Fund them. Fund them. Fund them. Uh, I can't say this any better 
than uh, Greg Gutfeld did last night. I'm not going to let the media strategy of contrasting the squad with Joe Biden to somehow reconstitute the myth of his moderation, right? You got to give credit to the squad because they're stupid, they're wrong, they're unforgivable, but at least they're consistent to their principles. This jackass did, was, didn't do a thing when cops were being killed. When, 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 when businesses were being burned, he hid in his basement, and only when it became politically expedient, when he was worried about losing an election, and now when an election is coming up, all of a sudden he's backing the blue because he felt it was better at the time, right, to embrace the woke orthodoxy that put BLM above law enforcement. That's what he did. So I'm sorry, when I see, you know, CNN's recently purchased conservatives, you know, those principled few supporting, oh, isn't this great? Look at him. Such a good thing. You're an idiot. Because this guy was nowhere to be found. Lastly, the thing that gets me bad, that gets me crazy is I know a lot of people are pissed off about these two Republicans that heckled. That's nothing compared to this cosplay that you see, the stand up and applause, the sit down. No matter how stupid Biden said something, people have to applause. This is kabuki applause line theater, right? And we are expected as idiot Americans to go, oh, wow, everything coming out of his mouth is somehow majestic and moral and meaningful. Of course not. And by the way, both sides do this, right? But for some reason, it is more disgusting. Heckling is bad, but heckling is real. What we watched there was fake. And for anybody applauding him supporting law enforcement, you're an idiot. I can't disagree. He could have gotten heckled when he uh, said, you know, if we all drive electric cars, we'll save $80 a month in gas. He could have gotten heckled when he lied about raising taxes on the middle class. He could have gotten heckled when he said, oh, my, how about this? How about this? Of all the audacious things he said. You know, we've lost so much in COVID-19. Time with one another. The worst of all, the much the loss of life. Let's use this moment to reset. So stop looking at COVID as a partisan dividing line. What? See it for what it is. Pandemic of the unvaccinated? disease. Let's stop sending each, seeing each other as enemies. Neanderthal Let's thinking? Start seeing each other for who we are, fellow Americans. He called Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis Neanderthals for ending the mask mandates in their states a year ago. He said, we're running out of patience with you people who are not vaccinated. We're out of patience. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. Bull Connor, voting right. This guy's done nothing but label people, demonize people, try to divide people, marginalize people. And he has the audacity to stand up there and talk about, oh, let's not let this divide us. He's done nothing but divide us. Going to put you all back in chains. That's from the Joe Biden Wayback Machine. He deserved to be heckled more than he was. The problem is not that he got held to account on being being largely responsible for the death of 13 American service people. The problem is he wasn't called out on it enough in that chamber. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.